This week, we talk about a cute little rolly guy who's voiced by Ben Schwartz. No, we're not talking about BB-8, that marketable little droid. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. How? Star Wars! And not the movie, okay? We're talking about the games. Is it? Well, hey there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. And hello to our wonderful listeners. Yes, hi. Welcome. Welcome, one. Welcome, all. It's kind of a long time since we've recorded, isn't it? Welcome, some. It is. I'm realizing that I don't know how to do this. (laughs) Yeah, I think I forgot. The last time, we got to record a couple in person, and now I'm... Literally recording this from my parents' basement, so I've become a parody of of myself yeah, once you're again. Like a freaking millennial. <laughs> what else you got down there? Avocado toast and eaten ass. Dude, <laughs> we'll go ahead and cut that. Let's just start the podcast. Absolutely, over. <laughs> I'm keeping that in because that's the second time I've heard someone refer to eating ass as like a new millennial thing yeah. in like a week, and uh, I'm gonna <laughs> leave it because I think that's hilarious. Well, there you go. Really strong start to the this episode. Yeah. Um. So if you're a kid and you like Sonic and you're just finding this episode, God. don't worry about the thing that Mike just said. You'll learn about that when you're older, okay? <laughs> Kids don't know about podcasts, right? I don't. Mike, I... will you tell the people what this show is? Yes, this show is called How Star Wars Is It? And by that title, you might be thinking, oh, I understand. They take anything and everything and give it a rating on a scale of 1 to 10, but not of how good it is, but of how Star Wars it is. And that you would and be, you'd right. be right. <laughs> if you if that's what you think, then we've done a good job. Yeah. Um I I was just recently explaining I I explained that premise to like two or three people recently, just complete strangers, and they were like like I, I only did that much. I didn't do the extra bits of like, okay, boil all of Star Wars down into a chili and you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And they just they were like, Oh, I get it. Like they were <laughs> <laughs> we we maybe over explain it with the chili thing. You know I'm what? Getting... I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's our influence. We're finally reaching people, yeah. And maybe. we're we're in the background uh, radiation of culture now, and so everyone's like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that makes sense." Yeah, yeah. The but background Mike, radiation of culture. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike, we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, and we got on an expert on the show today, don't we? Yes, we do. Um, joining us once again here in the Husui Studio is Pete Byrne. Do I say hi? <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear anyone clapping, so I just waited. We put that in later. Oh, yeah, thanks, everyone. Hi. We, we put in the sound of two people clapping. <laughs> yeah, we just go. Thanks, Mike. Both let's of go ahead you. and get that clean. Mm-hmm. Look at both of those people that are happy to see me. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Um, listeners may remember Pete from the episode that we did, the most recent video game episode before today. Yeah. The Super Smash Brothers. I'm getting typecast for your show. <laughs> I like yeah, other Pete, stuff. Pete, are you a real a gamer or something? I'm a, I exist, yes. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, I guess, honestly, if, if Rabid... Sorry, I hit the microphone. Honestly, if real Sonic the Hedgehog fans come out and find this, they're going to complain about everything I say because I was a Sonic the Hedgehog fan rabidly. In the early 90s, and now I'm 
disappointed like a father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. I So we're talking about the games of Sonic the Hedgehog in sort of tandem with the release of this new movie. That, right. We're, that we're pr- approaching uh, blockbuster season again. Yeah. We have a whole we're, spreadsheet of movies coming out so that we can tap into that SEO, baby. Wow. It's the time of the year when Mike and I have to think less about what our episodes are going to be about. But we enjoy it less, too. <laughs> yeah, we, we both have feel less good about ourselves creatively, but also have to do slightly less work. So it's a, it's a little bit of a trade-off. Right. But I, so my, I've talked before on the show about how, like, my video game history is kind of strange because I didn't really have video games. We had computer games sometimes, but then my dad would, like, allow them to be on the computer for, like, a year max. Oh, right. And then and decide to that, uninstall them. <laughs> yeah. Then he would decide that they were, like, slowing the computer down too much and he would, you know, take them off. So one of the things we actually had was we actually had uh, Sonic 1, 2, and 3 on, uh, for computer. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Which are, Still to this day, probably the best or is some of the best Sonic games. Like they've kind of haven't really beaten those, the original feel. Yeah. Um, the so I've played only all of those. Best Sonic games. Two was one of the first games I ever finished. So. Oh, okay. Well, here's here's the level of Sonic expertise that I have. <laughs> I had Sonic the Hedgehog bed sheets. Oh. Oh, baby. So we're getting beyond the screen here today, okay, boys? I got. <laughs> A coin bank Boys. of Sonic the Hedgehog sitting on a gray hexagon that was not an item or shape <laughs> from from the games at all. I had Sonic Spinball, the pinball oh, I game. game. I had Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> I beat Sonic 3D Blast to completion, which is... Do we swear on this show? You can if you want. Fucking stupid, because <laughs> yeah, it's a is horrible <laughs> game, and the controls are impossible. The amount of time I spent as a child dealing with god-awful game design is right. mind-blowing. That was like, was that Sega's kind of first foray into 3D? Yeah. Or, or one of them? It was like 2.5D isometric yeah. gameplay. Yes. Where like, you can't go forward or to the side. You must go diagonally. Yeah. You can go north, <laughs> right. northeast and southwest right. if you want. But <laughs> right. It's a challenge. You got those little birdies? Flickies. Don't <laughs> test me. I'm going to know a lot about this. This wow. is why you brought me here. Yeah, this will be good. I So when I was going over... Uh, when I was researching stuff for the for the game today and kind of going down Sonic Memory Lane, it actually, I think it 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 it's interesting that the, these two properties because I think they have a lot in common because Sonic was kind of a little bit of a Wild West in the ways that Sega was trying to make it relevant, like throughout the yeah. late '90s and early 2000s, um, similar to how sort of Star Wars was just wild; anybody could do anything, like with the EU. And then also the way that every time Star Wars comes out with like a new trilogy or a new property, it's it's wildly inconsistent if it's going to be good or not. Like Sonic was is right there with them, and how wildly inconsistent the games are. Yeah, man, there's <clears throat> there's a lot of parallels that we can dive into. But even even with what you just said, like the last good Sonic game mm-hmm. was Sonic Mania, and the yeah. only reason it was good is because they recreated. What made the original games good? Kind of like Episode oh, Seven it did. Oh, was like a side scroll. <laughs> yeah, it was right? like yeah. a two D side scroll, and they just hired somebody who, uh, like, ported one of the old games for oh. the internet. They're like, "Oh, can you make us a game? People <laughs> like what you did, and we're just doing a bad job, even though we're trying." And then it was like the best game they've made. 
Yeah, I played all of Sonic Mania and the uh, expansion where they added like the uh, little armadillo yeah. and other other the flying squirrel. Um, on my Switch, Man, I and, feel like a complete outsider now. I I had yeah, Mike, Sonic go on, fuck right off. On, all right, like, me Sega and Peter. Genesis, are talk. I had one and two, and I had Knuckles, and I had Spinball, but like. I was never good at video games, and hearing you guys both say like you've like beaten entire Sonic games, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. you guys know more than me for sure. Yeah, me and my well, brother beat uh, Sonic Two and Sonic Three and Knuckles, where you push the two cartridges God, together. So yeah, good. to like a hundred percent completion, all the emeralds. Yeah, supersonic, all Damn. that shit. Like, I we did not do that with a lot of games. And yeah. Sonic was one that we really beat the hell out of <laughs> yeah that was that was me with uh sonic 2 i believe was the one it's weird because i finished I, I i finished super mario bros 2 and sonic 2 but weirdly not the first or the third of either of those so something about these middle sequels i guess which i'll, I'll come back to the middle sequels and franchises later in the game um but the like sonic mania was because i've always I, i've always loved sonic as a character and since they were some of the only games i played when i was little He's sort of like one of my reference points for video games. And like I, I played him a lot in Super Smash Bros. Brawl on the Wii. Um, mm-hmm. And like Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Classic. Oh, yeah. You know? Love that shit. And I have a uh, documented crush on Knuckles the Echidna. Like he's, one of my, <laughs> he's one of my hall passes. <laughs> Love that guy. He's beautiful. Um, he is like a bad boy. Like he's just like slick looking. You know? Yeah. Like he'd take your freaking girl. Yeah. Dude, yeah, he would. Um, well, speaking of research, I brought a book with me. Um, yeah, for <clears throat> listeners, there is like an oversized coffee table book sitting on the table here. <laughs> I'll, I, I'm not going to flip through it right now. I'll look up what the publisher is, but they typically just do like very high quality coffee table style books of paintings and, and like artwork that should be in museums. Yeah. And they acquired like a ton of artwork from the original teams that designed the Sonic the Hedgehog games. And so there's like sketches and sprites and all kind of stuff in this big, beautiful hardcover book. But there are some fascinating stories in here about how, how or why Sega even created Sonic as a character. And it's 100% just to compete with Mario. Mm. And there was a character before Sonic that they were like, this is going to be our flagship Sonic character, <laughs> Alex Kidd. Have you ever seen or yeah. heard of Alex is Kidd? Is he like yeah. a kid? It's weird. <laughs> it's it's Not that this is a bad thing, but it's very Japanese. Uh-huh. And he's like part monkey boy <laughs> and he can fly. And it's like... Mario is a Japanese game too, but they made him an Italian plumber. Yeah, like, right. Let's let's make something American that, working <clears throat> class. Right, exactly. <laughs> let's appeal to American '90s culture and thus the rest of the world. Um, yeah. And so, so Alex Kid, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of working class American culture, <laughs> I think the lore of Sonic in J- Japan versus like what they when they launched in the U.S. was was, was slightly different at launch. I don't know exactly what is "quote unquote" canon at this point, but <laughs> there's a very there's a very funny video uh, that digs into the original story bible for the Sonic games on YouTube called uh, "It's the Unraveled Polygon Series." Just look at that in Sonic; it's great. But wh- oh, one yeah, of the original I've things that. that I think is still sort of in there is that like Sonic is like an all American Kansas born like hedgehog <laughs> yeah. who's just really fast. Well, so I guess the the like 
way, way, way before the game was even <clears throat> in production story was they wanted Sonic to be the lead singer of a rock band. <laughs> and he wore a leather jacket and he had a full anatomically correct blonde woman girlfriend <laughs> named oh, yeah. which would come named, back later. Yes, but this one was named Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do that. And this book is hilarious because it says in parentheses maybe to mimic the American pop culture. I'm like, <laughs> definitely. They were just like, yeah, call her Madonna. No, we're, we mean the Virgin Mary. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they presented all this to like Sega Team America, they were like, okay, let's lose all the bestiality. Um, <laughs> let's not give him a backstory that we literally cannot display through the graphics engine. <laughs> like, we're not going to have rock songs. Just make them run. Maybe just make them run. How about that? And, and everybody was really pissed about Wow, that argument. It, it is amazing. And another way I think this is similar to Star Wars is that like Sonic kind of like probably shouldn't have been successful. Like it's weird that it did so well because yeah. they literally made it as the antithesis to Mario. Because right. it was like Mario's kind of like goofy, doesn't really have much of a personality, just sort of normal. Yeah, like, no, dude. like in, inspired by something else great that came before it. And then also initial concepts are completely whack and fucked up and then yeah. they honed it in for like mm -hmm. viewable audience like like so far i think i'm just gonna say this i think as of right now sonic might be the highest score we ever get <laughs> <laughs> it is like yeah the fact that it did well and spawned a whole yeah, right. new like uh, uh empire and sort of launched a company's ability to make games and make uh, hit or miss successes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so. It, it reminded me so much of the of that sort of the way Star Wars started, where like it was a surprise that it was as a success as successful as it was, and then they kept going, and it was like still good for a while. Everyone was like, "What is happening? Yeah. How is this working?" Well, let's. I, I mean, I guess I don't know if this is similar or different to Star Wars, but like they the team that did the games were told specifically by Sega, like, we need an icon. Mm. Like, we need a logo for Sega. Like a Mickey Go. Mouse. And Well, yes, but if you look at some of the early sketches, he is very Mickey Mouse-like. Oh, and, really? and they talk about, they specifically gave him gloves because Mickey Mouse wears gloves, huh. and they designed his quills the way they did because they wanted a character that was recognizable in profile any direction. Like... Very uh. easy to draw. Even if you don't get it right, you know, like, he needs gloves or shoes and quills. Right. And you're, you're, like, halfway mm -hmm. there. Like that gotta go fast gif yeah. that looks like a, a three-year-old drew it. I still know it's representing right. Sonic. Yeah. And they just reversed the colors of Mario. So they're like, eh, we'll do mainly blue and somewhat red. Wow. So it was just, like, a it's complete... Like math. Yes. <laughs> they just, like, like put Mario and, and Mickey Mouse... And the color blue of Sega into a, a blender and spit out Sonic the Hedgehog and then yeah. designed a game around that. Wow. It's it's not often that like creativity by committee like that where they have literally gone in and been like, we're going to copy these other things that have done well. It's not often that that happens and it's good. And it's also not often that that happens and it's like spawns an entire like you know, company and empire. So yeah, I think right out the gate, like just the origin story of Sonic is like, so uh, it, it, it mirrors Star Wars in a lot of ways, but let's get into some other stuff. Cause I have some other pros. Um, is one of them music? Yeah. Cause the music in Sonic is so good. It is. I, okay. So I have a 
like playlist of it on either YouTube or Spotify. I think Spotify even has like orchestral arrangements of it and stuff. But um, I remember in high school one time going to a um, like a graduation open house, and there was just some you know high school band playing there. Not like a like a marching band, like a you know battle of the bands kind of band. And they were play- I. I heard them playing this song, and I was kind of like, what the fuck is that? Why do I recognize that? They were doing the Robotnik song from <laughs> Sonic 2. Like, da 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 That's so good. And I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> well, so, um, real quick, the guy who wrote the music for Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, uh, Masato Nakamura, I think... Can't stress enough how much he set the tone for the Sonic games and that what the music is on those games, because those classic ones are the, are the are the tracks you remember. And and one of the most impressive things about well, video game music in general, but I think especially the Sonic games, and what they do well, is the fact that you are listening to a song that is looping, yeah, uh, sort of indefinitely for as long as you're running around the level, but it, you don't get tired of it. Never is the trick to video game music in general and especially to like platformers because unless it's if there's like you know they can do the tricks like just like ambient background stuff where it's not really an actual song but like stuff like mario and sonic where these are like recognizable tunes that you can hum that just are on repeat for forever and you don't get tired of it is such a like masterwork of composing that i just can't stress enough how freaking good and impressive that is it's so good I've listened to so many different versions of covered or remixed versions of Sonic the Hedgehog music. Like that that might be my deepest, darkest, nerdiest guilty pleasure is just <laughs> going on YouTube and being like remix of Marble Zone. Yeah. And then being embarrassed that people know what I'm doing. <laughs> I I will eat um lunch at during the work day at this um like taco like street taco place and they always have um like latin music playing and i leave there with aquatic ruins zone <laughs> song in my head because it also follows like a sort of mexican polka yeah. sound <laughs> and like like yeah. i leave there with that song in my head probably like 60 percent of the time and i go there like once a week <laughs> It's so goddamn good. And you know John Baptiste, who's the band leader yeah. for Stephen Colbert? He he's like the same age as us. And what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like twenty eight. Um That's wild. And on his latest album he does a very dramatic version of Green Hill Zone. No way. <laughs> yeah. He he very often will play like whenever Colbert does a punchline or something. He'll just do like a little tiny bit of video game music, whether it be That's like amazing. a Street Fighter theme song or like five notes of Green Hill Zone. And so every funny. once in a while, I'll be watching these depressing but funny Trump monologues and I'll just hear like, do, 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 do. And I'm like, what? So Why did he just punctuate that joke with Green Hill Zone? Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, quick, quick aside, last year a show was in there was like a monologue I was doing in the, in the background. One of the guys was uh, playing guitar just like as an intro into the song. And um, he got bored about halfway through the season and would occasionally just play other things 
uh, in in this like in the same key uh, that le- that led into it. And uh, one time it was the Jur- Jurassic Park theme, <laughs> and uh, almost didn't do the song then because I recognized he was doing Jurassic Park and almost started laughing during my <laughs> monologue. And afterwards, I was like, "Hey." That was hilarious, but also you can't do that because <laughs> you're going to make me break and I'm going to mess up the show. Yeah, dude, like sonic music, I think is, again, like more than anything we've covered before, um, like one of our things that we give a, like points to is like, does it have not like one, but like 10 recognizable songs? Oh, yeah. I mean, and every, sonic, every song. Every level is good. Of course, I guess it gets like drilled into your head when you're just like, trying to beat like you know whatever the metropolis level like uh yeah but there are like games that i played constantly as a kid where the music is not nearly as iconic like i think of like the twisted metal games mm-hmm. and i still really love the music from twisted metal but mm-hmm. like if i think about the first twisted metal game and you ask me like what was the music like in parking garage mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I could yeah. still probably navigate that map, but the music, I have no clue. Yeah, right. So. Sonic 2 for me was like the game that I played over and over. Like I played Sonic 1 once or twice. I mean, you know, more than once or twice, but um, Sonic 2 was like the game and beating the car Robotnik and, and the Emerald oh, yeah. City, Emerald Hill Zone rather, Emerald City. What is this? The Wicked Podcast? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Beating that the car boss, which is like easy, you just have to not get hit by the like swivel thing in the front. Got a drill. Uh, on the front yeah, the of drill. His car. That's the word I was looking for. Um, swivel cone. You you beat him. You free all the little animals, and then like it drops the second track basically, yeah. which is and it's like yeah, dude, we're in another place. We're in chemical zone, bruh. <laughs> That's like another thing it does so well is that each track puts you so well on the level and yes. it matches the level, which it is similar to like the thing. Yeah, which is similar to the the best Star Wars songs is that they they bring to mind the scene that they are scoring or the character that they are associated with. Yes, and it's just it's just damn good composition and it's it's just impressive to no end. Um, should we talk about characters or like plot or anything? Real quick, I don't think I'm quite break. done with music. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, the music is just so good. It's hard not just to talk about it. Say this: the best boss music in any. Well, there's a lot of good ones. One of the best boss songs from any Sonic game is from the Sonic Pinball game. Oh, is it? And if you're not familiar with it, you should look up the Sonic's Pinball boss song. It's fucking dope. <laughs> And I want to hear it again, and I'm gonna do it soon. Um, yeah. Hey, check that out. Go, go, Google that. I'm talking to you, not the uh, people well, I will, listening. I will too. I ha- had Sonic Spinball, and I could never beat the first level. Um, it's extremely we, difficult. Before we leave music, I have to say this thing. Um, I for probably like two years, right when I first got my my MacBook Pro for college, I got really into just trying to like recreate songs by mm-hmm. myself with the voices that are cooked into GarageBand. So like, you know, you pick electric guitar and you only have so much you can really do with it. Um, and I made like note for note <laughs> the Casino Night Zone song, which Amazing. still to this day, I will like sit down and try to play like on the piano because that song 
just really grooves. Like it is like a like swinging jazz Vegas song. That was my maybe my favorite level ever on any video game was Casino Night Zone on Sonic Two. Um, so, which I also have Sonic 2 on my phone. Does anybody have yeah. Sonic on their phone? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, oh, dude, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> I replayed Actually, all the originals on my phone when they like dropped on iOS back in the day. Yeah. I think that's... So the guy's name is Christian Whitehead that oh. made Sonic Mania. Uh-huh. I think he's the one that ported that? Uh, the Sonic games to phones. Huh. And they were like, this is flawless. You're hired. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Real quick, talking about Sonic Mania again, I was looking up who did the music for that. And so this is another way I feel like it's Star Wars because these new games that are like good or that that are like sort of emulating the past and like tapping into nostalgia while still kind of doing something different are using people who were fans like the, the Christian Whitehead guy. And the person who did the music for Sonic Mania uh, is Tiago or T. Lopez. And he got his start posting sonic remixes on youtube damn and then it and then sega, when sega was making sonic mania they were like yeah you're really good at this do you want to do the music for this new game that's amazing yeah. <laughs> just make what you want to make yeah wild so Dude. so for all you creators out there you can just if even if it's a copyrighted property you can just do whatever you want and they might hire you you never know yeah that, i that's mean crazy. that's that's my goal with these toys that i'm making that's just ripping off existing properties <laughs> <laughs> i just think it's crazy not to like i don't know obviously there's danger in letting people just create whatever they want with your intellectual property but like why not hire people who are passionate about what they love? And if they're good at making it, like who else would be better to make a new version of something than somebody who's like a rabid fan and also yeah. capable? Yeah. I just think it's, it's so smart. Which is very Star Wars. Like you see someone who's grown up with Star Wars make something and it's like awesome. Or you see something made by like the corporation that right. owns Star Wars and it's like fine. Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting because I feel like it's something that that you find in maybe digital media a little more often is that like people are making uh you know covers or remixes or their own games or inspiration from other things and then they can end up you know being plucked for for other other projects like the guy who made Undertale Toby Fox a, a, another great like indie game that came out in the last however many years um you know he he's written he wrote music for the new Pokemon game and like wow. some of his songs got into the new Smash game one of his characters got into the new Smash game. And he's friends with like some of the developers over at Nintendo now, and it was because he made this like indie game that was inspired by old like uh, pixel you know video games um, with like bullet hell kind of things in it and chiptune music. Yeah. And now you know now he's one of the biggest names in like modern video game music. Um, but Crazy. You, but you don't but you don't get that. Like, uh, I'm like my sort of where I come from the most is like comics. And if you write your own Spider-Man comic, like Marvel will never hire you. <laughs> like that you're specifically not allowed to pitch stories, uh, with using Marvel characters. Like when you're applying to do like those kind of jobs, because it's, you know, it's the IP there and they can't then use those stories because they were made outside of you being working for them being and like contracted yeah interesting so it's kind of a weird thing where like sometimes it pays off entirely and then sometimes you get Nintendo burning your house down and telling you you can't make this Pokemon ROM because it's illegal and it's just very it's really hit or miss it's very strange the fact that like Sega apparently is super cool with the fan <laughs> 
uh, like the fan uh, Sonic creators is like kind of dope. Like good, good for them. Good job, Sega. They might not have been like that when their games didn't suck hard ass. <laughs> hard ass. To be fair, it's true. It's true. Um, you mentioned characters, Josiah. Well, so we're getting kind of close to the break. So, is there any other pros or anything we want to hit before well, we? Yeah, I think characters might be a, a big pro because um, we early on really only have two characters plus like a bunch of faceless and nameless minions, which is very Star Wars. Um, there's the good guy and the bad guy, and they are very obviously the good guy and the bad guy. And then the second installation introduces the good guy's buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I mentioned this before we started, but, like, at some point I read something, like a like a kid's book or something, where Robotnik and Sonic are related in some way. Or, like, <laughs> Sonic has, like, a dad, and, like, yeah. that dad is somehow related to Robotnik. Mm-hmm. Is that? I kind of distanced myself from some of from, that like, stuff. Like the stories. <laughs> well, it's it's crazy because when I was a kid, I watched both of the Sonic cartoons that were <laughs> on simultaneously right after one another. There was a very cartoony Adventures of Sonic. I remember that one. Is that like the Chili Dog one? Where he's like, "I love Chili Dogs." Yeah. <laughs> and he was voiced by Jaleel White, who is uh, Urkel. Yeah. Um, and that's when he'd be like. Oh look, it's Robotnik! Yes, and that was really great. He kind of had like a belly. Yeah, he was like Like... a fat dick, (laughs) Um, and it was great. And then at nine thirty or whatever, there was like oh, it it gets abbreviated online as like Sat Am of like Saturday Morning Sonic, and it was super dark and scary, and it was like him and the underground rebels that were trying to protect. Mobius from the evil Dr. Robotnik and he was much 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 scarier looking and had like a robot hand and sat in a throne Mm. and was much more like Darth Vader and the earlier one was just kind of like the villain is as villainous as like the sisters from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. It's just kind of like, right. uh-oh, yeah. no, Robotnik's here. So, so it, it was, there was like a lighthearted cartoon and a very dark cartoon right at the same time. And then this like weird shit about Robotnik being Sonic's dad. I, that's mm-hmm. like, I, I, don't, I can't even remember where that comes from. That's like bef- obviously before any cartoons happened. From what I can find, huh. at, at least with the original origin Dr. Robotnik was like a good scientist before he was Robotnik and he was like Sonic's friend that like kind of a mentor. It, he wasn't related to him in that iteration. And his name um, was Dr. But Kinto-bor. he was sort of like a father figure. Kinkobor? Kintobor, which Kinto-bor, is Robotnik which is, yeah, backwards. Which is a, 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 a rearranging of Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. Um, the fact though that there is not a clear picture as to what the like quote truth is is also pretty Star Wars. <laughs> the well, fact that there's canon and there's legends and there's retellings and like no um, no instance of the Moss Eisley, Han, and Greedo scene is told the same way <laughs> even still to this day. Like mm-hmm. books will say like, well, I saw a big flash and then all of a sudden Greedo was dead, but I'm not sure who shot or who shot first or... Well, and so like going back to characters a little bit, you've got Robotnik who's Vader and he's everywhere. He's, he's Vader, he's the Death Star uh, with all of his evil things. You've got the minions. Sonic is Luke. He's, he's, he's got more attitude than Luke. Um, but you know, he's still sort of a blank slate to that. You can kind of put whatever on. Right. He's like uh, Return of the Jedi Luke when he's like, yeah. Jabba, I'm a badass. 
And then t- Knuckles is obviously Han Solo because he starts out as sort of this like, yes, is he a good guy or he's kind of morally questionable? But then obviously he's a good guy because he's cool, right? And they're like, we're not, we're not gonna like, you know, not let you play as Knuckles. And, and then Tails, Tails rounds out the trio <laughs> as like not a girl, but it's the he's the girl, like yeah, no, he's like, he's C three PO. Yeah, he's just like kind of there. It's like he's the Leia or C three PO or whatever you want to be, where he's the support character that doesn't always get as much cool stuff as he probably should yeah he's definitely it's a Leia classic trio baby because sonic yeah. and tails kiss a whole bunch and they're not supposed to yeah that's actually <laughs> funny too actually really quick before we go to the the break um there's so much weird like pervy sonic shit on the internet oh, my oh yeah we got to, like the, so, so i feel like sonic came into resurgence again once the internet and like meme culture was a thing because yeah. like the sonic memes are just Wild, which there and are entire subreddits dedicated to Star Wars memes. So that is not necessarily a con. I would say that's yeah. maybe even also a pro. I would say Star Wars memes are not as frightening. As no, that's true. Sonic <laughs> culture online. Basic. There's so much about Sonic being pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> a lot um, of unfortunate Sonic pregnant yes. stuff. Yeah. Even more super quick, Doctor Robotnik literally builds a Death Star. Really? Yeah. Well, he builds Death Egg. Wow. And it's a floating gray spherical spaceship. That's hilarious. Like, they just just copied it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he turns good people into bad robots, like good animals into bad robots. Bad robots. J.J. Abrams. Um, it all comes around. The the freeing the bat like like jumping on a bad guy and turning it back into a little birdie or whatever is such a cool detail of a game from so long ago that like you wouldn't like it's it's so little you wouldn't have to do that you could just do the Mario thing where you jump on a little Koopa and He's it murdering. dies but like that's so cool and rewarding. You know what's so yeah, weird? It's very strange that. In their game, like yeah, Mario's just a straight up mass murderer. He's a war crim- he's a war criminal and like just comes in and kills a bunch of people. But like they went out of their way to be like, no, 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 no. Sonic is helping little baby animals, and it's very yeah. and they're very cute. And uh, are they sentient too? Maybe, but like you gotta save these. Like there's always there's always been this sort of sort of like environmental bent to Sonic games, which is like kind of weird. Uh, but it's like always kind of there. Um, yeah. it's just like adorable. They didn't have to do that, and they did. Yeah, it's adorable. On the break, we should Google it. <laughs> but a weird thing about the quote animals that Sonic frees, at least in the first game, is there's like a squirrel, a bunny, a bird, and a weird white ghost that can potentially come out of the robot. Like it's just this white, weird blobby thing that I don't think is an animal. And you know, that's one of the things where I'm sure people in the comments will be like, no, it's not a ghost. It's whatever. But I always thought it was just a ghost. <laughs> that was a model they didn't finish, like a sprite they didn't finish. But they were like, eh, it's, it's fine. Ship it. Well, it just feels like if you if you destroy the robot carefully enough, you'll save the animal. And if you break it too hard, the animal dies <laughs> oh, no. and you see the ghost jump out. Yeah, you got to jump on it in just the right way. And if it is ghosts, there's your force ghosts. Hey. Well, speaking of jumping, should we jump into the Starlight Pit? Yeah, let's all go. Wee. Wee. We're back. Boom. All right. I'm really excited that Pete is here for this game because I feel like he might know, since he's got a lot of knowledge about some of these games, he might have some insight that I don't have into this 
game we're about to play. So this one is similar to a game we played recently about sequels, and I think I called it like Sequel Showdown or something, but yes. I have a new name for it. It's called Apples and Oranges, because we are going to, mm-hmm. once again, the way this game works is I'm going to give you uh, two properties, and um, you're going to tell me which one it has a higher rating, uh, this time using the website Metacritic. Ooh. And so we're going to compare Star Wars movies and Sonic games. Wow. Oh, okay. And I have... I have paired them in pairings where I think they kind of fit together and how they fit into oh, each property. I might nail um, this. <laughs> and so you guys are going to tell so me which one. So comparing something unrelated to Star Wars. Exactly. It's apples and oranges. That's what I'm calling it now. Um, so uh, you're going to tell me which one you think has a higher rating on Metacritic. Okay. Okay. I'm uh, ready. Which rates a lot of things. Um including movies, I found out. So we're using all the Metacritic ratings, and this, I think, should be pretty interesting and controversial. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so the first one we're, the first category we have here, these two are new, fresh, well-received updates to the franchise that uh, kind of go back to the original in order to make something new. So Force Awakens... Or Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. we've already discussed, which was the return to the sort of 2D platform of classic gameplay. Which one has a higher score on Metacritic? My What's answer is Sonic, Sonic Mania. Mania. <laughs> Pete says Sonic Mania. Mike? Yeah. Um, man, I, I... I... I can, like, elaborate more, too. <laughs> I think I'm going to say Sonic Mania as well, because it would seem as though, especially since both of you really liked it, and, and people who really like Star Wars were at best they liked force awakens but it seemed like it was kind of mixed mm-hmm. i'm gonna also say sonic mania you are correct yeah what was the the delta how like- so sonic mania uh i'm gonna give you the scores for all these because i'm not gonna yeah. like do a, a bonus at the end but sonic oh, right. mania scored an 86 on metacritic oh wow i thought out of 100 higher. force awakens has an 81 wow. so pretty close Ooh, closer than yeah. i thought okay all right category this time darker edgier entries oh, that do no. not follow the main characters oh, God. into God. both of these properties so we're looking at rogue one or oh. shadow the hedgehog the game <laughs> that dared to ask the question what if sonic but gun <laughs> <laughs> that's right he had guns yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. Rogue One or Shadow the Hedgehog? Which one do you think got higher on Metacritic? Now, I'll say this: I've played almost every Sonic the Hedgehog game. I don't think I've ever. I don't. I've never touched Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> um, As you shouldn't. Rogue One, I saw and enjoyed. I know that like Shadow the Hedgehog was after my uh, bedsheets period with Sonic, so <laughs> I just don't think people liked that game. So I'm gonna go with Rogue One. Also, Rogue is a character in Sonic, so oh. I got confused. Don't you um, mean Rouge? Is Rogue the Sonic character. That I has, don't know, like, man. A Who white, cares? A white streak in her hair. <laughs> no, I think I think I think Pete's talking about the sexy bat. Oh, is her name really Rouge? I think it's Rouge the Bat, but I'll look it oh, up. Brother. Oh, brother. fuck. I just know she's got some big old special zones. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, in elementary in elementary school, like, after I, one of the first Shadow games, or the ones that introduced Shadow the Hedgehog and Rouge the Bat. Yeah, yeah it's Rouge. R-O-U-G-E. 
Um, Damn. And Jeez. one of my friends telling me, my friend who was like, you know, kind of the perverted friend that knew more about sex than me was like, <laughs> yeah, there's like a, she's there's a bat in it and she's got like big boobs for some reason. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to change everything. But anyways, Mike, what's your vote? Um, I, it, it's the difference between a bat with boobs and what? <laughs> Rogue One. Oh, right. <laughs> well, when you um, phrase it that way. I'm going to guess, uh, so, okay, first of all, was Shadow the Hedgehog for Dreamcast originally, or was mm, it later than I that? think it was like a PS2. Okay. Or yeah, I want to say it was PS2, PS2 and like game. Xbox. Um, I'm gonna guess. Didn't he also like skateboard or something, or like he was, surf dude? He did everything. He was he was Sonic, but he had black fur. He was edgy and he was cool. He, like, he had put a, gun. a cigarette out well, on his hand. I, I I'm pretty sure that Shadow can basically just ice skate with his sneakers. Yes, he just right. kind of like glides across. That's right. The ground and then fires bullets <laughs> into cartoon characters. Um, I'm also going to guess that it's Rogue One because. People sort of inexplicably seem to love that movie. It's good, yeah. it's fine, but people love it. So, so, so you're correct again. Something I was noticing yes. on Metacritic is that yes. a lot of these, oh, a lot of the hurt. scores on Metacritic are like lower than Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is interesting because Rotten Tomatoes sometimes falls into the category of like either thinks the movie's amazing or like it sucks. And there's kind of not really an yeah. in between, uh. Uh, at least with Star Wars. But yeah, so Rogue One got 65. And Shadow the Hedgehog got 45. So yeah. not even close. Shadow the Hedgehog sucks a lot. But yeah, trailers like people like Rogue One, which like I thought it was fine. And I think the 65 score more accurately represents it than I like on Rotten Tomatoes. I think yeah. it's like an 80 or something. No. Anyway, we got to bust I through thought, these. There's a lot of Star Wars movies. I thought they um, operated in the same way, which is like this many critics generally liked it versus this many critics generally didn't. Like, I think that's the way Rotten Tomatoes works. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, yes, if a hundred critics each submitted a review and like 16 of them said they overall didn't like it, then that movie gets an 84. Like that's my, kind of what I've heard. Well, I'd like to discuss it further, but we can't. Okay. Because bye. I got, we got to move on. <laughs> bye. Uh, <laughs> all right. So going in depth, this is the category, going in depth on the quote-unquote cool character that you didn't necessarily need to know more about, Solo or Sonic and Knuckles, the first time we got to play as Knuckles. Mm. So I really liked Solo. Oh, really? And I seem to be in the minority here. I enjoyed Solo more than all of the new trilogy, I think. I'm sorry, uh, Pete, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Um... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You guys can kiss my butthole. I, I mean, I know, I know. We are it, millennials. I don't know. I know it was not like a great movie, and everyone's like, "Oh, another backstory." Do we? And of course, I hate the moments where they're like, "What's your last name?" I'm by myself. Oh, so you'd say you're going solo? Like, I don't like that kind of shit. But yeah. I did like the train heist, and I liked the reveal of Darth Maul at the end, and that kind of stuff. So, what's your what's your what What's was the game? <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles. Knuckles. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles has got to be higher. Yeah, I'm going to guess that too, just because in general people didn't like Solo, and I thought it was like entirely fine and yeah. forgettable, and Knuckles made me be good at Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. So Sonic and Knuckles got a 69. Nice. Nice. Solo, though, not too far behind, 62. Um. The weird, the weird thing about Metacritic, though, is because their scores only go back so far to, like, certain platforms. So some of these are, like, the arcade versions that were released for later uh, ones. And I'm counting them because I think they'd be similar to the – they'd probably sure. be about the same. All right. So we're going we're gonna to motor through these real quick. Uh, these are updates for a new generation that kind of fell short. We got Phantom Menace. 
and the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, first outing in the Xbox 360 area, it was, it was 3D, and it's the one where Sonic kisses a human woman. Which one has a higher rating? <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll go. Um, I think that um, Sonic kissing a human woman... While that is truly groundbreaking, uh, <laughs> is that's a word we use on this show okay. sometimes when we remember to. Um, I'm gonna guess Phantom Menace is higher. B? I happen to remember that same name remake, which is already a bad sign. Sonic the Hedgehog was riddled with gameplay errors as well. Like you would yeah, just a lot of bugs fly off platforms and be <laughs> murdered. Uh, so it's it's got to be Phantom Menace. Enough people liked Episode One. It's it fun. is so Phantom Menace falls in right down the middle at fifty one, and Sonic the Hedgehog surprisingly uh, not too far behind at forty six. What was yeah, the that- game called? Sonic the, it's Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Yeah, it was the three. It was like the sort of reboot for the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, yeah. like Wii kind of generation. Yeah. Um, like, like when they're like coming and soon. It wasn't good. Halloween. Uh, okay, so continuing right. in the not well received revamp, we've got Attack of the Clones or Sonic Adventure 2, which is where our good friend Shadow was introduced along with Rouge the Bat, the bat that has boobies. Uh, which one was be- and that one was like a little better received just to give you some background than Shadow the Hedgehog uh, but which one is higher rated Sonic Adventure 2 or Attack of the Clones I never owned a Dreamcast but I desperately wanted it um, I think people really enjoyed both Sonic Adventure games um, and I think Attack of the Clones I just tried to watch it a couple weeks ago and I had to turn it off because it was infuriating <laughs> so let's go with Sonic Adventure 2 I will guess that as well and I'm also pulling up Rouge the Bat on my phone and it is just a lady Sonic with bat wings like it and, yep. but yeah. she is freaking hot <laughs> Dude, she's, she's hot like Esther from the Veggie Tales. Yeah, I'm gonna write the fanfic called Rouge Goes Rogue, <laughs> and she's got the same eyeshadow and eyeliner. Oh, yeah, man, it's very true. Lady cartoons always be putting on makeup. <laughs> yeah, they gotta they gotta show them their girls. Yeah. So yes, Sonic Adventure Two has sixty. Attack of the Clones fifty four. Wow. All right, so, oh, oh, so oh. Uh, finishing out the prequels, the d- a darker turn for the franchise. We got Sonic Unleashed. Oh, where Jesus. Sonic turns into a werehog, which, what is that? <laughs> Who knows? And then Revenge of the Sith. So what I really like about his abilities as a werehog, I, Mike, I, I know we don't want this to go on for too, too long, <laughs> but when you hear werehog, werehog. Um, just to give you a hint, he, he's a werewolf, mm-hmm. but a hog. What, <laughs> what kind of abilities mm-hmm. would you associate with a werehog? Um... Gosh, what can werewolves do? Right. Be, be strong and scary, maybe biting? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're wrong, though. He has Stretch Armstrong arms that he can throw across levels to use like a grappling hook. What? His arms stretch like like uh, Mrs. Incredible? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so whatever the other choice was, that one has a higher rating. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I think wild. I think Metacritic will have, while it was no perfect oh, wow. movie, people generally like episode three the best of the prequels. Yeah. I'm going to guess You're right. That. So it is Revenge of the Sith is 68. Sonic Unleashed is 60. 
All right, going to Werehog. Don't worry, we're going to burn through these. Going to the original trilogy. Uh, a really good first installment that was more successful than made sense at the time, A New Hope, mm. or Sonic the Hedgehog, the original. Shit. Damn. Um, yeah, that's hard. So I am going to guess that because there was no predecessor to Star Wars other than like serials and westerns, I'm going to guess that it was higher because there was a sort of would-be um predecessor to Sonic which is Mario I feel like people were like the world was shaken by Mario and then people were like oh wow Sonic that's like a better Mario but like we did already have Mario yeah I think despite there not being a whole lot of internet going on there were still Mario fanboys that were like Sonic sucks so I'll, I'll go with Star Wars yep so A New Hope's got 90 and the original Sonic the Hedgehog to be fair, the arcade version that came out for later ones is 77. Boo. So it might be higher if it had been the actual, like, Genesis era, but who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's incredible, though, 90. Yeah. So weirdly, uh, this might give you a clue for later, but A New Hope is actually the best-rated Star Wars movie on Metacritic, wow. not Empire Strikes Back. Damn. Uh, but so the end of a classic trilogy, Return of the Jedi or Sonic the Hedgehog 3, which was the one that also, like, combined with Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, I don't. I, I think mm. Sonic Three doesn't have a great rating. Yeah, it's not nearly as good as Sonic Two. Yeah, I only ever played it. I, I in fact, I'm not even sure I played it much at all because I think I had like a bum cartridge. Yeah, it has multiple less than fun levels. Yeah, I, I'd say Return of the Jedi then. Um, incorrect. Return <gasps> of the Jedi has 58 on Metacritic. Wow. And Sonic the Hedgehog 3, once again, to be fair, the later arcade version, has 79. Whoa! No way. Yeah. It's rigged. What? <laughs> what is like a Metacritic movie that has like in the high 90s? Well, A New Hope apparently has 90s, so yeah. I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't do that research. I didn't get too yeah, into no, Metacritic. Sure. The Green um, Mile. I thought about doing the movies with Rotten Tomatoes and the Metacritic scores otherwise, but that made even less sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Apples so. to... Apples to tomatoes. Orange apples. Uh, okay, so the, um, moving on. I'm saving uh, Empire for last um, since it's well-reviewed. But coming to the new trilogy, uh, some divisive entries to the franchise that tried new things while also trying to honor the past. Last Jedi or Sonic Colors. I have never heard of Sonic Colors. I have. Um, Sonic, Sonic Colors was okay. Uh... I, I, I did not buy it or even rent it. I think I may have played a demo of it. It was like trying to toe the line between newer modern games and classic, like side-scrolling, and he had access to these different color creatures that would give him extra powers. Oh, like Pikmin? Yeah. Yeah, or certain Mario power-up kind of style things. But I know a lot of Star Wars fans that are like, West Jedi sucks. So I'll speak to that because, and this isn't Metacritic, but I know that the um, reviewer, like the critic score for Last Jedi on Rotten Tomatoes was something in like, I want to say the 80s. And then the viewer score was like 46 or something. But I'm going to guess that Metacritic is only tallying critics. That's my guess. In that case, I'd give it to Last Jedi. Yeah, especially since I haven't heard of Sonic Colors, I'm going to also say Last Jedi. You're right. Closer than you would think, Last Jedi at 85, Sonic Colors at 79. Yeah. Wow. 
People um, were surprised it was okay. Huh. All right, so the most recent outings of Sonic games trying to please all fans and also do a bunch of new stuff all at once, Rise of Skywalker or Sonic Forces, which came out the same time as, or like around the same time as Sonic Mania, but was like uh, sort of the 3D action adventure side of Sonic that they had been trying to do for a while. Mm. Rise of Skywalker for sure. Yeah, I, I think I'm I bought Sonic Forces and I played it one level and I'm going to sell it back to GameStop. Wow. You're... You, Incorrect. You have to... Sonic oh. Forces has a 57 and Rise of <gasps> Skywalker has a 54. Oh, that uh. makes me feel really good. Well, <laughs> there you go. What what was the number for Last Jedi again? The Metacritic number? Last Jedi is an 85. Yeah, hell yeah. So to close this out uh, with the best Star Wars movie that weirdly doesn't have the highest rating on Metacritic, but whatever. The middle and also best installments of the original trilogies mm-hmm. of these games yeah, and movies yeah. is Empire Strikes Back and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So, so I guess in a way you could say Tails is the Lando because he was basically <laughs> the only new character in that movie. Yeah. But which one do you think is higher? So these are like both considered the best of yeah. their respective franchises. Um, I think just doing math here, Sonic... One was a 77 and Star Wars one was 90. You said Star Wars one was the highest, so I'm gonna guess that Empire something like 89, but I can't imagine Sonic 2 surpassing Sonic one by so much that it yeah. is more than like 10 points. So I'm gonna guess Empire. I think the battle is closer, but Star Wars still wins. They have the exact same rating, 82. Oh! What? So according to Metacritic, Empire Strikes Back is exactly a, as good of a movie as Sonic the Hedgehog is a video. Is a game. Two is a wow. video game. Wow. I'd agree with that. So That's this has bad. been another installment of apples to <laughs> tomatoes to oranges or whatever. <laughs> the, the fact alone that like Sonic games and um, their somewhat I- iffy but fairly well justified counterparts of Star Wars movies are like... They they wobble back and forth between which one is perceived as better, but thus otherwise like net out. Like it would seem as though Sonic is as good as Star Wars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, the quality. That's why they're doing this game is interesting because like there's also there's also a bunch more Sonic games. Obviously, I did I I matched as many uh, games as there were Star Wars movies, and there's like a billion more Star or Sonic games, and a lot of them aren't very good. Um, but similarly, there are a lot of Star Wars properties, like in the EU and stuff, that also aren't very good. But there's also yeah, occasional sure. ones that are like really great, and then there are some that aren't good that people enjoy, like the and vice versa. Like the the quality level and the way it varies on Sonic is, I think, very like uh, uh, analogous to Star Wars. Yeah. Damn. I I'm I feel really strange right now because. Like, the only things we've given, like, an eight or higher on have been Star Wars movies, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the close, or, or, like, other movies, too. I think there's maybe like, one or two. Something about Sonic feels far, uh, like, heavier than than the seven that we tend to give a lot of just, like, adventure movies. Yeah. I don't know. I I, not to tip my hand at all, but that's kind of like where my brain is right now. Well, Pete, did you have any other thoughts about Sonic that you wanted to share before we do a wrap up? Hmm. For or against? <sighs> there are so many more things I could talk about regarding Sonic that really wouldn't 
help us get to a conclusion of your podcast. <laughs> so just like here's a thing I like. <laughs> well, there's plenty of things I don't like. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to I, I isolate these thoughts. Yeah. I, I feel like we didn't really talk about any cons. I mean, that's true. Star Wars has a lot of weapons. Mm. And Star both. Wars has like way more plot. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's very very simplistic story in Sonic the Hedgehog. That's a really good point. Like, the hero plot is important. <laughs> I mean, the hero never has any weapons. However, utilizing the Chaos Emeralds and becoming supersonic feels a little bit like utilizing the Force and being like an unstoppable threat yeah. suddenly. Um, well, I mean, wow, that's well, true. But it's more similar to uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z than it is. Star Wars Um, There's no like family Elements or like uh, Being part of a Familial legacy which is So obviously important Since they keep shoving It down our throat (laughs) in the trilogies Um, I mean I would say the worlds Are very Star Wars You you have a a sand world And an ice world and a jungle world Yeah Um, the consistency of the bad guy is very Star Wars. It's <laughs> like, true. hey, it's always going to be fucking robots, okay? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny is I was going to go on a diatribe, but we're running out of time. Is He was Dr. Robotnik for so long, and then all of a sudden they were like, uh, you know what? His name is actually Eggman, so we're going to start calling him Eggman. Yeah, what the hell was that? Um, I was going to try and connect that to being like, the bad guy is Snoke. The bad guy is Snoke. Actually, it's just the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I see it. I Th- those the are logic. those are extra thoughts I had, but it's I, I'm I wish we could I wish we had more time because I also like would love to talk about the trailers for the new movie and how wild it is that like the internet reacted so poorly to something that it made a studio literally go back and be like, oh, sorry, we'll we'll try again. That well, may- and that has been happening lately, like. Lucasfilm and Disney have been like pulling shit from shelves. Like, have you heard about the like um, the the concept art book that was no. like pictures were leaked? It was the Rise of Skywalker oh, yeah, concept yeah, yeah. art like illustrated book that was uh, leaked online, and then it, a lot of it was Colin Trevorrow's script like illustrated. So we see all the stuff that we that could have been. And then Disney has, like, recalled the book. Like, they've sent out the book to places, and they're, like, having it sent back, and they're going to, like, destroy it or whatever. Like, Because they're like, everyone can see that these were cooler than what we ended up doing. Yeah, Uh. like a big, like, to quote Caitlin on the Game of Thrones episode, everybody has a big, fat fucking opinion about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's very strange. Um, Yeah, no, like, the, the, um, the games even, thinking now about, like, Sonic 3D Blast, Sonic... Spinball, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, the the Mario Party analog on Dreamcast that was like Sonic. The hell was that called? There was like a party type game where you took like turns to like move around like a board game kind of thing. It was really fun. I played my my buddy in in uh, elementary school had the um, the Dreamcast, but like 
all the different skins or like kind of ripoffs of another game is exactly how Star Wars makes video games. Yeah. They're like, what if this game but Star Wars? I mean, like, there was a Sonic <laughs> racing game. There yes. was a game called Sonic Fighters that yes. was just a fighting game. Right. Yeah. Like they make video games the same way. Um, I, I don't know. I'm inclined to really give this like a high score. I don't, I'm not in like a rush to finish this. If anybody else has anything else they want to say about it, but like, I'm pretty set on um, Sonic the Hedgehog as a property being very Star Wars as yeah. a property. <laughs> I'm right there with you because I, I think it's got a vibrant fan community that produces a lot of um, uh, fan content. Weird some, memes. <laughs> yeah, weird memes. Some fan content that goes on to become professional Sonic stuff, similar to like how the people who liked Star Wars back in the day are the ones making the, the movies now. Uh, it's, it, I, the, it's very strange how, yeah, like everyone's got – Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, wait. I need you guys to do this. We're going to play another little game here at the end that I need you guys to do with me. So, and, and listeners, play along at home because can, it can be very <laughs> disturbing and also very funny. So you need to, I want everyone to, so a lot of, one thing that's popular to do in the Sonic fan art community is make like your sort of Sonic Sona. Oh, uh, yes. Like your, your persona for if you were a Sonic character. Ah, uh, okay. So the way you find that is what you're going to do is you're going to Google your first name, The Hedgehog and see what comes up so like and uh i'll, I'll try to s let me send you mine in in uh in skype over here because it's a uh, very good so go ahead listeners go <laughs> go ahead and feel your name and then the hedgehog pete and mike please do the same and maybe we can post them whenever we post this episode and and on on google images or or yeah 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 just image up? search image search okay. your name the hedgehog and then the first one that comes up that's like actually a sonic thing that yes. is you Okay, so I'm gonna say right now the first one that came up is, um, it you know it's Sonic, but he's green. He has orange shoes. Uh, the parts of him that's usually like tan or beige is like bright electric blue, and his eyes are red. Um, Mike the Hedgehog, uh, he's 16 years old. He <laughs> likes running and breaking rules. Um, Amazing. His dislikes are Sonic. Whoa. <laughs> His personality is Rebel. His power okay. is super speed and high intelligence. And his allies are Shadow and Dr. Eggman. <laughs> now, before I move on, the second image that came up is a very clearly Microsoft Paint drawing of the same green, electric blue, and red eye Sonic, or Mike the Hedgehog, standing next to the Twin Towers. <laughs> and it says 9 11 2001, we will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> also in the top six images is like a Mike Wazowski looking motherfucker, but with Sonic features. I'll share all of these. <laughs> I just sent you Josiah the Hedgehog in uh, the picture of it in uh, Skype. So if you can go to the conversation, you'll be able to see it. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, He's got like, let's see how to describe Josiah the Hedgehog. <laughs> He's got like a little Britney Spears, Garth Brooks, like microphone looking thing coming yes. off, like down to his ear, like on his mouth. Uh, he's got like a white hair that goes into brown at the end. It looks like he might have a robot arm. Um, wearing some cool blue pants, a weird red stripey blue and red, uh, red stripey and blue shirt. Very intense looking fellow. Yes, yeah. he is quite intense. He's pretty cool. Pete, how's yours looking? Well, um. So the first one that came up, his name is officially Easy Pete the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm just going to show the picture to Mike so that you can mm-hmm. get sort of maybe a clue as to what it looks like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe that he's inspired actually by a character from Fallout New Vegas Ooh. after doing just quite a little bit of research just now. Um, he's gray with stubble and he wears a tan cowboy hat that his quills are still coming out of. Um, and he's holding a lit stick of dynamite. Um, and it's a little bit like Stinky Pete from uh, yeah. Toy Story 2. And uh, his shoes are kind of like sneakers, but they're also work shoes. Um, and then also I found this picture that I'm going to show to Mike right now. Oh, my. Um, wait, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. We probably won't share oh, this is it sexy? anywhere. Is it sexy? It um, is like really yucky, horny. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. The next um, part of this game is you count um, how many until an entry is just a a, a sexy, weird, furry thing. Yeah, um, man. What is that? What is it about the Sonic people specifically? That, dude, like, it's Rouge the Bat. She's they started it when they gave her those boobies. I those boobies. Yeah. yeah, the six the six one for Josiah the Hedgehog is like literally just someone named Josiah who's an artist who drew like a sort of sexualized female Sonic who's like winking and it's a little 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 odd to see. Not my favorite image on the internet. Uh, the, that's for sure. The fifth image for me is another character whose name is Pete and she is a twenty three year old female hedgehog and her likes are running, nature, being naked, cake, eating, and snow. Um <laughs> And you you can see right there she's got a couple oh. of couple of blue spheres on the top half. Boy, oh boy. Oh my. Yeah, my mine doesn't have a, any really sexy sexy ones for quite a while. There's there's ones that have like kind of attitude or kind of posing, but none of them are like horny like where they're like pregnant or have like an exposed penis. <laughs> oh. There's another yeah, one of mine that's... Strange. Anyways, uh, listeners, go ahead and Google your name and then the hedgehog because it's a very fun game. And Wait, what's the other friends. one that you have here? Sorry, this one's fun for the kids. This is a, <laughs> another Pete the Hedgehog. He He's orange and he's smoking a huge bong. And he also <laughs> has his pants down and there is a blunt coming out of his butt. Oh my god! I've pulled that. I've, I'm looking at the same one right now, and it's very oh good. Oh my god! He's got like a, a a one liter bottle of root beer on the floor too. <laughs> Dude, this guy rules. This Pete the Hedgehog, <laughs> fucking rules. And he has a human ear. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I never knew about this thing where you put your name in and then the hedgehog. But listeners, you gotta try this out. It's. T- it might teach you some things about yourself, or at least the Sonic fandom that you can never unlearn. Anyway, that was a sorry that that <laughs> that was a little bit of a diversion. But should we rate this dang thing? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and just um, lead off here. I have an idea. I have a, a, a number in my head. I'm gonna. I guess I need to pick a unit of measure. Um, Gosh, there are so many things. I feel like if one of us doesn't do rings, that's a bad idea, or special stages. But I feel like I want to do the, like, chompy fish that jump up at bridges. Um, Mm. And I, like I said, it feels very weird to give this 
8 or higher because it is Sonic the Hedgehog and thus not Star Wars by name. However, a 7 doesn't feel right because we've given so many just sort of like uh, Robert Zemeckis kind of movies a 7. So uh, because everything we've said other than there's not really much of a story, which you could say about some Star Wars movies, um, I'm going to give this thing a seven and three quarters <laughs> chompy fish. Yeah, I think I'm going to do, uh, I'm right there with you. I'm going to do Chaos Emeralds plus one because there's seven Chaos Emeralds and I feel like it is higher than seven. Um, but, but like it's hard to call it an eight or a nine whenever it's not right. Star Wars. But I'm just going to go ahead and say an eight and since seven wow. quarters rounds up anyways, like just for fun, you know? Hell yes. Um, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is like my favorite thing in the world, even though it's 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 been so awful to be a fan. Like, a, <laughs> I feel like I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, where I'm like, uh, we're trying. Um, that's kind of what it's like to be a Star Wars fan sometimes. Yeah, though. that's true. I, I'm gonna give it. I never really thought about it, but I'm gonna give it eight animal cages with a self destruct button on top. <laughs> It's like a little trampoline. It's like, you know, he's he's freeing the slaves like when they have to free the Wookiees like in three different games. Yes. Well, there you have and it, folks. Some hedgehog is eight. Averaged out at like just under an eight with mine <laughs> almost eight. Uh, well, I think it's almost time for Tubby Bye Bye. So should we do some quick plugs? <laughs> Yes, please. Pete, do you have anything you want to plug? Well, I don't know if the video that you and I are working on will be out by the time this podcast comes out. That's a good question. Mm, uh, but uh, it might be. If, but if, that, that video is going to be on your channel anyway. That's true. Mm, okay, so. Check out my YouTube. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what my Instagram handle is. Hold on real quick. Okay. Um, you can follow my sketch group on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and we are called Two Man Hammer. Just look up Two Man Hammer. And then also, I'm a video editor with a comedy edge, and I'll edit your acting reel, and I'll also post funny stuff that I make with my pals like Mike when we make his action figure construction video soon yeah. and you can go to my website that is called peteburnhere.com and my last name is spelled b-y-r-n-e but i'm sure it's in a link somewhere that's peteburnhere.com uh hire me excellent my stuff is twitter at mike gospel josiah's is twitter at the josiah man our show's twitter is at how star wars is it same as our instagram uh, my Instagram's wordgospel09. We are going to be at the Chicago C2E2. Comic and Entertainment Expo, a.k.a. C2E2. Uh, that is February 28th, 29th, and March 1st. We will be there the 29th and March 1st. Josiah, will you be there the 28th? I might be there the 28th. Depends on work stuff, but I'm definitely going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Cool. Um, uh there, and we might the, the be original doing, thing we'll cut this we, out later. If yeah, maybe. right. The we we applied to do our podcast there, and then we got denied. So we sort of pushed that aside. And then just today, we heard that we might actually get to do our podcast there, but with like a different thing. So um, 
If we haven't cut this out of the episode, it means that we are going to do it. <laughs> so check us out at uh, Podcast Central. It's on the show floor at C2E2. We'll post all about it um, leading up to it. But check us out at C2E2. And tell your friends about this friggin' show. Yeah. Uh, everyone, if you like the show and you like Star Wars, you probably know at least two other people that like Star Wars. Let's make this a multi-level marketing scheme. You tell two people... Then those two people tell two people, and then then we'll be rich, um, and yeah. that's the real reason we do this is for the money. Um, but yeah, also hey listeners, if you did your name in the hedgehog, tweeted us your uh, results because oh, yeah. that would be hilarious and terrible. And uh, you, you can also email tweet, us uh, hashtag Hasui the Hedgehog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's perfect. And then uh, you can email us at how Star is it or at what at yeah, a good podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> but uh, I think that's everything, right? Podcast. Yeah, I think so. Well then, let's let's close up shop, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, like we always, I'm gonna say... also give it an eight. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just now seeing Pete turn to a page with Robotnik, and he is a perfect circle, and the bad guys have perfect circles. As we always say, <laughs> <laughs> we love you. And may the fourth be with you. Bye. Bye. Pete, I think you're right. I think it is a walrus. Yeah, but it's not like you can see the fucking mustache when it's in pixel mode. Yeah, and it's looking at you right from the front. It just looks like a weird little something. Even when it hops away, it's like, that's a, is that a ghost? <laughs> is that a ghost? <laughs>